Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Now I better be getting paid for this. Dust and Cobalt, uh, they came back from the Unseen Public. Cobalt went and had a nice meeting with a dragon and a giant black egg. Uh, then they came back just in time for uh, getting ready to go to the gala. Uh, Leo did some prep with his group. Hadsmandai did some prep, talked to Fallon, talked to Amos told some people to be ready. Also, Leo and Asmodai uh, cut a deal with the Apostle David uh, to kill the giant hand. And then the rest of the session was just party time. And talking to various members uh, in the party, Cobalt made a new friend. Uh, and everyone else talked with the various interesting guests. Dust got arrested. <laughs> broke out of jail a la Robin Hood Men in Tights. And then also <laughs> fumble, fumbled his way through also breaking into the party because party communication has been very poor and no one knows what Dust has been doing the last day and a half. Uh, and that is where Dust is hoping that there's a magical skylight that may or may not actually be in the palace while everyone else is getting ready for the auction. And All that's right. where we left off. Alright, what well, you get? Um, so you got uh, plus 10 temporary hit points. And keep in mind, if I ever give you guys uh, temp hit points, it does not stack. Either you uh, use it or lose it. Alright, so I don't usually like doing this, but I need to bring attention to it. Like a little addendum to your uh, uh, little intro. Because it's pat on my part. I forgot to uh, mention something. So I want to imagine you guys like a black and white, like still images of certain scenes in this party. Bring attention to. And the very first one we see Leo and Delius talking while he hands him a pouch. Then we see Oron Shelley, the skeleton of the necrotic chroniclers talking to Leo as they're walking by, a guard looking out at them as a black and white still image. And we see as they're talking that Leo throws another pouch, but this time underneath the table, Oroncelli's eyes flicker at the motion. And finally, how we ended off last session was Leo putting a pouch and a coat on a coat rack. And that's how we ended last session. Now, the important part is a lot of the guards didn't catch on to what Leo was doing after doing a few contested roles. That's why I was getting a little over overloaded last session trying to keep track of everything that was going on. But that being aside, let's start off with Dust on this session. Dust, you're on top of uh, the roof and we see the blinking moon behind you. Eyes blinking in the night. As you're walking across the shadowy rooftop, we see, like, a, a silhouette as you're going along. Dust, I need to ask you, do you purely look for a skylight, or do you go investigate that shadow? 
I'm going to approach the shadow. As you do, you see a familiar face. You see a little goblin look up at you and goes, uh, Dust, what are you doing here? I could ask you the same thing. What are, what are you doing here? And you recognize him as the goblin from the Grim Song. Person that you met at the Bleeding Barrel and the person that gave you a little bit of comfort before trying to find Jack during uh, your children's funeral. Looks up at you and just says, simply like you're an idiot, it's a job. What, what the hell do you think I'm doing? What kind of job are you talking about? Are you with Leo? He shakes his head and goes, no, I'm not with Leo. For the guild, all all the biggest targets are here. Of course I can pass up a chance like this. The, gar uh, the guild put me on a mission to steal magical items. And he looks down, uh, he lo uh, he's been looking about and you actually do see a skylight that you're looking for. What guild are you a part of? The Grim Song. It's the same as, and he looks down, Jacked. Well, why isn't Jacked with you? He looks up at you and says, I haven't heard back from him. Usually we like to exchange a letter once in a while, but you know, we don't like to keep a bit of silence between us, especially when he comes back to town. And he just, you know, scratches the back of his neck and says, I, I haven't heard from him. I haven't seen him since, uh, since I asked you guys to help him. I assume that you guys never could. No, we found him with Nickel. They were trying to do experiments on him, and then uh, we found his body was unconscious. So we brought him to the Hobble Jack, and then he, I guess he made a recovery. He helped us with the defense of the city, and then um, we actually. He was there when we, me, Cobalt, and him, we hung Nickel. He he looks strange at you and goes, no, there's, there's no way that could be it. And he just, like, uh, shows you a bit of a letter. Or it, it was familiar to how, like, uh, Asmodai received uh, his letter from uh, uh, his boss, Solomon, where he could just fold it up and it would fly like a uh, paper crane. And he goes, well, me and, uh, me and Jack have a system of talking. And he basically folds up this brown piece of paper and it looks like a living breathing rat uh, rat that's uh, a paper mache and he goes well whenever we're doing things we like to keep each other updated he's gone radio silent there's there's no way that and he shakes his head unless i did something wrong why the hell wouldn't he talk to me and he looks down the skylight and he sees like uh, guards moving like a, a few items and preparations to uh uh, the auction that's going to be happening soon, and he goes, Dust, I, I don't have too much time. I have to... I, I, I gotta... And he just opens up the skylight, and he just sneaks right in. Swings in like a monkey. And Dust, as you look in, you do see uh, Jack talking to uh, Cobalt. And it's not purely obvious by looking down. I'm talking from a side angle, from afar we can like uh, actually see into like uh like there's basically like a hallway that the skylight is right above then there's like a uh, small chamber then a hallway on the other side the hallway on the other side you get like a glint of a black cat and a familiar blue scaled kobold i'm just going to observe the situation i guess we'll switch the camera a little bit uh I'd say the camera like uh, does a little tunnel vision as it goes through the window and zooms up to like uh, Jack and Cobalt as they're walking along. And uh, 
Cobalt, can you do me a perception check, please? Anyways, I rolled an eight. No, rolled an eight? Uh, nothing too crazy. As you're walking along, you do notice that he does have, like, a silk around, uh, like, some kind of block. And as he's walking along, he goes, uh, uh, Cobalt, I got something interesting to show you, but I can't show you out out here. And he tries to uh, usher you on side while you guys are in the hallway. You guys see, like, a uh, guard walking by. And he, like, uh, points to, like, uh, I wouldn't say, like, uh, he, he points to an additional hallway that branches off from the main one. And uh, he motions you to follow. That could be. As uh, he's motioning you along, I want to say the camera zooms back a bit, and we see uh, Asmodai catch whiff of Cobalt and Jack walking along. And he slowly falls in their footstep. And as uh, you're falling along, Cobalt, he, uh, he gets down on one knee and shows you a deck. And he asks you, Cobalt, can you do me a favor? Let me do favor. He says, this is a very special deck. Tell me how many you draw, and it could be something wonderful, but it could also be something bad. Have you ever wished for something, Cobalt? Cobalt wished for all sorts of things. Do you wish to see your master? The, his lies uh, light up a bit for that and just like nods emphatically. And he says to you, I have something to help you see your master under one promise. He says to you, there are many bad things in this deck, but if you draw the good card and you get your wish, I want to have the rest. Sound fair? That seems fair, Cobalt. Uh, the biggest thing I want to specify is like, uh, you know, like th this is a magical auction. Like granted, yes, like uh, there's one powerful artifact, but there are many powerful artifacts that are around. But other than that, it's not like he's having subterfuge about what the hell he's presenting Cobalt. Alright, and you know Jack is holding the deck, and he tells you, Cobalt, please, draw a card. You draw a card, and what you get, idiot. <laughs> the worst one for you, nice. Oh my god, permanently reduce your intelligence. 1d4 plus 1, you can draw additional card beyond your declared card. Uh... Well, you want me to roll it? Yeah. It'll go right ahead. Alright, that'll be three. Draw another card. Alright. <laughs> what do you say this keep time drawing. before drawing Just a card? Keep drawing. Okay, so you draw the card, and what you get Look, is... You wanted, to, you wanted to pull this trigger if we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. So you pull the card, and what you get is Vizier. At least I believe that's how it's pronounced. Alright, I already know what that one does. Yeah, just hang on, just to announce it out loud. At any time you choose within one year of drawing this card, you can ask a question in meditation and mentally receive a truthful answer to a question. Besides information, the answer helps you solve a puzzling problem or other dilemma. In other words, the knowledge comes with wisdom and how you apply it. So you draw another card. Yep. Why? Uh, next one is... Uh, skull. Oh, jeez. Yeah, have fun finding death. Okay, Avatar of Death, let's go. I mean, they're still at the party, and you're about to summon the Avatar of Death. He pulls another card, and we see from the card, like, a, a skull. 
and uh, like uh, a black miasma pours out of the card as the card like dissipates and we see that dark miasma become a cloak for a skeletal figure whose uh, head just gradually appears from the now hood. We see a scythe like looming over with the gleam of cobalt reflecting off of it. It points at you and goes, and it points this bony finger at you. And from the hallway, Asmodai, you see black smoke pouring into the other hallway. Uh, I'm looking very confused. Okay, uh, you just stand there confused. And what did you roll for initiative? Seven. He got a 17, so he's going before you. So he says that to you. He goes up to you, reads back its uh, scythe, and goes in to claim your soul. Oh my lord. There's no to hit, by the way. Oh, there's no to hit? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's literally just does damage. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did not know that. All right. So, uh, uh, just to re-narrate the scene, like, uh, the, spec- uh, the specter of death essentially comes up to you. Its scythe comes up and it slashes its scythe at you. 1d8. Max damage for the 8. It's 1d8 plus 3 and then 1d8 of necrotic damage. And damn near max damage for the next one. So, uh... Uh... You know what? Uh... Congratulations. Uh, Cobalt is dead. No shit. Yep. Cobalt is absolutely dead. Oh, 18 is max damage to you? I have 17 HP. You have officially killed Cobalt. Oh. So, like, explain to me exactly what happens to the body. Does it, like, purely dissipate? Does it just stay like a corpse? I mean, it it's up to you. The soul's gone. Mm-hmm. So, usually when the soul's gone, the body's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, more or less, you know, you can make it bloody, you can describe it however you want. Omega, tell me specifically, how do you die? It's a uh, cobalt, like, uh, upon seeing the creature, just like, it's like, oh, this isn't Master. Uh, but, like, clearly levying a scythe against him so like clearly not a friend uh so like uh raises his uh raises his hands ready to use his power but as the creature comes and slices him open and reaps his soul his his uh burnt orange eyes normally fairly bright especially as casting magic go dim and say and like uh, even the the uh, the, and some of this might not be visible to like the casual viewer, but uh, but even the gem on his collar goes dim. The gems on uh, his tiny little braces on his arms go dim, and even inside his bag, uh, uh, the spell book normally infused with the power of uh, his master, the the two little eyes of the. Uh, of the head of the blue dragon also go dim and in that precise moment as the avatar disappears cobalt falls to his back unmoving i guess naturally we uh see what happens right afterwards because like asmodai you're very confused you see the black miasma around the corner as it just begins to dissipate 
Alright, well, Warhammer in hand, the only one that's left there, because basically this happened so quickly, I don't know if I would have really seen what happened, just Cobalt's body hits, hitting the ground, so I'm going to mm -hmm. pull out my Warhammer, run up to Jack, and be like, what did you do? And he just, like, gets up from his knee and starts tisking as he, like, uh, looks at, like, uh, he puts a silk cover around the deck and he just says to you, mm, things did not go as expected. And he looks up at, uh, to you, Asmodei. Cobalt got curious. That's what happened. Alright, so I'm gonna do here. First, I'm going to whistle, which is specifically our whistle that will let the, the guards, my guards, know something untoward is going on. Secondly, I'm going to say that's not good enough and now I'm bringing my warhammer down onto his head. Okay. Uh, roll the hit. Uh, would this count as some sort of surprise attack? No, I'm not going to give it to you. It's just because uh, as you're going to do the whistle and as you're uh, like coming up with your warhammer like in hand, it's not too surprising that you're going in for an attack. Alright, uh, that's going to miss. Um, observing the situation, he, uh, like, dodges to the side, and, uh, if you made it clear you're getting reinforcements and it's no longer one-on-one, -on -one, he would definitely just try to pop, uh, Numtong, and it would take a full round action for that to, like, go into effect. Cool. Um, I am going to do, use my Chowan Divinity give myself a plus 10 to this roll uh, as my hammer begins to glow red and I strike him oh my goodness you've got to be kidding me we roll uh, natural one it's a 15 but it's a natural one so it misses he just stands there glaring at you as he slowly like disappears into the unseen public Keep in mind, I'm not sure what your character would do, but uh, the shimmering uh, dust is not illegal to have on hand. It's not considered a drug, but a component for a drug. So you can easily justify having that on your person. Uh, I'm just going to shout uh, as I'm getting the dust out. Murderer has fled into unseen public. How many uses of that dust do I have left? Um, I'll say two more uses before it's completely gone. Okay, uh, I'm going to then, after I say that with my free action, go ahead and uh, use the dust on myself. Wait, before I do that, the dust can also bring me out of the unseen public, right? Or is that something different? That's different. That's a yeah. That's a candle. That can oh, bring you out. frick. Um... Which you know that uh, Leo has had uh, the candles before. Well. Do I see this from the skylight, like the drawing of cards and stuff? Uh, not, not, not the drawing of cards, no. Because you said they went off to the side. Yep, went off to the side in the branching hallway. Uh, no, I'm not going to chase them to the unseen public because I got no way That's of getting fine. out. That's fine. Uh, at this point when the guards come up, I'm also going to try and find Fallon. Okay, um... It's not that hard. You made a sharp whistle, like, uh, after discussing 
what after discussing with security with Fallon, he knows what that whistle means, and he's one of the few people to come up, but not the Inquisitor, as he stays guarded by the Earl or Earl Diamond's side. Uh, he comes up and uh, he goes, "What happened?" I didn't see, but uh, that Tabaxi, believe his name is Jacked or something, uh, did something. I didn't really see what happened, but there was this black miasma, and then my young squire is now dead on the ground, and he fled into the unseen public. I'm going to say we should probably detain anyone he walked in with. <laughs> okay, now start it. I'll see if I can find anyone. Yeah, that's good. I like that shit. Alright. So uh he gives you a nod and uh uh so you didn't specify like uh it was Leo, you just said anyone he walked in with, yeah. And I said I'm going to go find see if I can find who it was. Yeah. Knowing full well who it was. Okay, then we can Honestly, I want to see, like, the camera overhead you as you rush over to uh, Leo. Uh, Leo, uh, where are you and what are you doing? I'm just standing around minding my own business. Mm -hmm. I, I can imagine you, like, leaning on a counter or some shit, like, with a toothpick. Alright, I'm going to put my hammer away now that I'm back amongst the crowd. I'm not going to cause a stir. Uh, I'm going to quickly with intention behind my step but not running and not trying to look too panicked walk up to leo and be like mr longpaw i need uh, to speak with you your attention is needed if you would follow me please uh off into the hole you do it and i take him away from the crowd off to the side and it's at this point once we get away from the crowd uh that i grab him by his neck and push him up against a wall and go, what the heck were you two doing? Jack just killed Cobalt. And I begin to lightly squeeze. <laughs> I, I did a acrobatics check. Uh, do I get advantage since that would be surprising? Uh, just do straight. Straight on both your ends. What is with my luck right now? That's a natural one. Nat one? Uh... It's not hard for you, Leo. The moment he uh, grabs onto you, uh, slink away, and you, I, I want to imagine you kind of twirl out of it. Whoa there, buddy. What's what's going on here? Your stupid accomplice just killed Cobalt. The cat? I'm just going to look at him with this icy stare. You know who I'm talking about. This is not the time for games. So, you're mad that... A child murderer is dead? I'm mad because he's one of supposed to be your friend, and I liked him. And he killed him in the middle of my party! Hey, I knew him, Cobalt knew him a lot longer than I did. Um, I don't know what their history is, but just not part of anything I knew was going to happen. I highly doubt that. What were you guys planning? Why the heck did he just kill him? And don't tell me, oh, I don't know. I'm not that stupid. You guys were planning something. Spill it now or the guards are throwing you out of here. Uh, you honestly think 
I would be that brash to order something like that in the middle of a party? Yes. I have no idea. I find you very impulsive and stupid. You sunk a boat with all of us on it. I was not the one that climbed onto a flaming boat. Yes, but you saw all of us going on there and then you decided I'm going to sink it. Regardless, what was the plan? What was going on? That had nothing to do with me. Like I said, they spent time, plenty of time together when we left, remember? Why was he here? What were you planning? That has everything to do with you. The plan was the plan that we would discuss. Not with me, because you obviously had something else going on. Because Cobalt, I sent down to go check where the magic items were, and he came back with Jekt. What was Jekt doing down there? I don't know. I don't believe you. Either you start telling me something that sounds like the truth, or I am having you arrested. My plans be darned. On what charge? I've literally done nothing. I had nothing to do with this at all. You were seen walking in with him. He's your accomplice. I was seen walking... It's a party. People are walking into a party building all the time. Just because I meet someone in, in the parking lot and come into the building together makes me part of his plans? I'm not that stupid. Tell me what is going on, or things are going to get messy. I'm not in the mood for your shenanigans, you charlatan. I've already told you what's going on. We have a deal. I told you that that's going to happen. We're getting these magic items, doing our deal with the Inquisition, and then we're protecting the guy from the Jade Hand. Last chance. Tell me what your plan... Tell me what your plan with him was. If I was going to betray you, why would I have let you keep all the money that the Inquisition gave us up front? I was splitting it with you, that was my intention, in fact I already thought I did, but regardless, no, you had something else going on, He, there is a reason, I don't, he's not smart enough just from the look of him to do things on his own, so, either you tell me what exactly he was doing, how Cobalt ran into him, or your role in the charade is over. I think... You've been in this town long enough to know looks can be deceiving. I think you realize, I don't know if you realize this, but Jack hates drugs. The real Jack, I mean. What do you mean, the real Jack? Don't you remember this? I do air quotes. Jack was very keen to jump into the unseen public with a drug. So maybe he's not what either of us thought he was. Hmm. Fine. The ocean is about to start. We will deal with this later. We'll both... It'll be easy to deal with when we're both rich and happy. Oh, shut up. I don't care. Now, you are not leaving my side. You and I are going to go to the ocean. I'm going to continue to perform my duties. And I want this to be so crystal clear you do anything and I mean anything to jeopardize this party the plans that are going on or to cause my men more trouble than is usual I will not hesitate to break your skull open like an egg are we clear 
Wouldn't have it any other way. We see Asmodai and Leo and Toe going towards the auction. Everyone's being hustled in. Just to give you an idea of what this looks like, is that we have a big entrance antechamber at the start of the state with a double or like a dual imperial staircase. Then like beyond the doors of that, you see the throne or a throne room for the Earl. Then to uh, the left of that and the right of that is two separate auctions. Both of them running with uh, uh, magic items. Uh, it's arbitrary whether you pick left or right, we'll say you pick one. Uh, during that uh, time, uh, you guys sit down and we see the show begin. Dust, what are you doing during this time? Well, I didn't see anything that happened. Or did I see the guards pass by? You saw a lot of hustle of guards. I imagine they would have removed the body or at least put the body somewhere uh, out of the way. Dust, something pops into your head when you see that cloth-covered body as the guards take it away. Well, Cobalt, Cobalt, I must say, I thought of you as a friend, but it seems your face may have changed too. Uh, can I crack open the spotlight since that dude just walked through it? Yeah, that's fine. You've seen uh, the uh, goblin. So, uh, just to explain how things went off a bit. So, you did see a glimpse of Jack and Cobalt in the party. And uh, after that, you've seen uh, your goblin friend uh, go in. Now, if we were to see your goblin fr uh, friend, you know, do like a, a Spider-Man angle where the camera's upside down, but like him crawling on the ceiling seems natural. Uh, we see him going along, going along, and he goes to the the opposite uh, auction than uh, uh, Asmodai before it started to, uh, you know, gather an audience of nobles. He goes in there and basically disappears. Uh, whatever you do, you can do. So in the hallway, he went left, and then uh, Jacked and Mega went right. I'm talking Asmodai, like when they're going to the auctions. Asmodai and Leo, when they went to the auction, like there's two rooms, each with a separate auction, both with magic items. Asmodai and Leo went to uh, one, while uh, the goblin went to the other. Well, I'm going to peek inside the window and see if I hear any guard presence. You don't, but you see like a very tiny, like, wrapped figure being moved. Moved by what? Two guards as they're moving something wrapped up in cloth. Well, I'm gonna close the window because I can't see the guards right now. I'm going to take an hour to compose myself. Okay, uh, that sounds good to me. If that's the case, you can do a short rest. Assuming my rest doesn't get interrupted, that's a level up, right? So uh, just for shits and giggles, Dust, tell me uh, what you got on level up. Dust got a lot more dexterous and a lot more healthy. So plus one dex, plus one con. Yes, to actually make him a reasonable build. <laughs> so, at the auction. After that, this magic stone dims like you would in a movie theater. On stage, you see a certain cyst-faced apostle. It's uh, David. As he uh, comes on stage and goes, uh, Welcome, welcome. We have a fine selection for today's auction. Is everyone excited? And you hear like, uh, not, it's not like being at like a, uh, a concert. People aren't cheering and yelling, but you do hear like a, like a low harmonious. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, 
be it for me to keep you waiting from what you desire. And he uh, shows a podium for the first object, and he goes, This is a Mary Berry. And you see it like, uh, if you guys ever seen One Piece, it's like one of those tiny, like, uh, devil fruit. And he goes, uh, Eating this will give you intelligence and vast wisdom. And he uh, asks the crowd, What do I have for a starting bid? Do I hear buy, uh, 50 gold pieces? Then you see a person raise their hand. Then it keeps rising, rising up. At any time, I'm going to go through this list. If you guys want to bid to buy anything, you guys are more than welcome. So uh, stop me if uh, you guys want to bid. Say yes or no during each one, and we'll keep moving on. How's that sound? None of us have any money. <laughs> technically, you do. You have a thousand gold. I technically have two thousand gold because there's a thousand gold for each of us. But you have two thousand gold, and there are magic items. You are more than welcome to participate. This is not purely for nobles. In fact, you see a few foreigners that have come here. Rich foreigners, like in particular, like a gnome. And the only reason why I popped out was because, you know, he's a no. Um, but at any time, if you want to bid, me and you can bid back and forth on any item. Because you'll get a few useful things as we go along. Uh, but if you don't want the Mary Berry, we'll move on. He, uh, like, uh, I'll say it sells for about 78 gold pieces. And he goes, why, that was fantastic. And he presents the second item saying, next is Nolchuk. And he does a demonstration as he says, uh, draw a shape and it nullifies the magic item in said shape. And he shows an example. You see a candle that's lit. He draws a candle around it and this magical candle snuffs out. And you hear people go, mm, yeah, yeah, oh, dang, just murmuring along. And he uh, says to uh, the crowd, uh, the starting gold is a hundred gold. Do I hear 125? And you see the little gnome like raise up uh, uh, like a little board. And he goes, 125. Do I hear 150? Uh, do you bid in on this, Asmodai? No. Okay. So hang on. Just let me do a quick back and forth. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem anyone else is interested either. And he goes, uh, to the young fellow in the front. And you see him like nodding along, nodding along. And each time, like when these items are sold as package, a servant comes up and gives it immediately to like uh, the person in question receiving payment. Next, we have uh, second. Uh, he goes, uh, <laughs> that makes me feel bad because I kind of made this for someone in particular to have an interest in. He goes, uh, the next item in question is a quite a rare one. I'm sure all of you have heard of the famous alchemist, Yolan Getty. And everyone's just nodding along to Yolan Getty. And he goes, this is his most miraculous potion before he passed away. A potion of spell recovery. And you hear everyone go nuts. And it simmers down, and he goes, It's safe to say that you'll not see another potion like this in your lifetime. Do I hear 300 gold? And you hear people fighting over this. Do either one of you guys participate? Or uh, do you participate in this, Asmodai? No. <laughs> that's a potion. That's, that's a... Uh... 
That's a single-use potion. I ain't spending my money on that. Hey, man, how many potions do you hear, like, restore a spell slot, though? That's a big question. But I'm pretty sure, uh, do Paladins even rely on spell slots, or is it just, like, a yes. certain amount of things? Yeah, like, it's per personally, like, reasonable to, like, purchase this item in the heat of the moment. You're never going to find something like this again. That's fine. So, uh, uh, you see that keeps going on and on and on. If you don't participate, it sells for a uh, good uh, 850 gold. Next... He goes, uh, the next item in question is the Monocle of Clarity. And he uh, has a book as a demonstration. And he says, uh, this monocle can comprehend languages. And you see that's written in uh, Celestial. He puts it on, reads a bit of scripture, and takes, uh, like, uh, looks at the crowd, keeping the monocle on. He goes, it can see dark, vi uh, it has dark vision to see in the natural darkness of the world and you can see invisible forces and enemies and he takes off the monocle polishes it off slightly and puts it down and says the starting gold for this is 250 gold do i hear anything for it and uh if you guys don't want it we can move on to the next one um you uh hear like the bidding start off as you say uh uh, the uh, 250. Then he goes, uh, Do I hear 275? And uh, you see one person uh, bid for it. It goes up from 275. And he goes, Do I hear 300 gold? And uh, it seems like uh, another person in the audience bought this for 300 gold. And he goes, Quite a shame, quite a shame. This is quite the magical artifact. And uh, he moves over to the next selection, saying, uh, Oh, how the fuck do I pronounce that? I believe I'm going to say this right, but I might butch it. Hey, hang on, I need to figure out how to explain this in character. Uh, he goes, uh, Near the end of our selection. And uh, keep in mind, I'm telling you guys the most interesting items. We can assume that there's like quite a few items in between each one of these like uh, neat uh, uh, artifacts. And uh, he says... Uh, nearing the end of our auction, we do have one important uh, magical item that needs no introduction. The Pirapt of Necklace. And you hear everyone just ooing along. And he says, If you ever have a moment of doubt, or you feel like your intelligence might fail you, you feel like your wisdom isn't enough, or you feel like you're not charming enough for the situation, and you're forced into these situations, you can, um, fucking Christ, uh, you can have a second chance at it. And essentially, he's saying, like, if you make it, as a reaction, you can reroll any intelligence, wisdom, or charisma saving throw that you fail. But you must use a new result. And he uh, says to uh, the audience, do I hear 150 gold? And you see, like, the little gnome in front, like, raising his little paddle, and he goes, 150. Do I hear 175? You I'll, see throw, some I'll throw yeah. up my hand at 175. Yep, 175. And uh, we see another person, as he says 200, they go along. Uh, do I hear any more bids for 225? No, I'm passing. Okay. Um, second. One goes for 225 from the gnome again. And for 225, uh, the gnome wins the item. And at 
that point, uh, I'm going to say at this point, Asmodai, uh, this auction no longer interests you unless you want to uh, stay close as they uh, start selling uh, Shimmering Gold, the dust that you use to get to the Unseen Public. Um, and uh, it's presented as the ore and the dust itself for uh, construction purposes and or uh, what the hell would you call it? Not just con uh, construction, but uh, making weapons is a very valuable ore that they, they're selling. And uh, they started uh, selling like uh, various amounts at it of uh, different uh, pounds. What was the ore again? Uh, it's, uh, sh it's called uh, Shimmering Gold. It's from, uh, the what was it? Uh, the Shimmering Forge Clan. It's uh, basically mined by dwarves. And how much is this per pound going for? Um, I'm gonna say per pound, I'll say, uh, it depends. Are you talking about the dust or the ore? Because they're selling it, like, at the two ore. different prices. The ore itself, you're probably gonna get, like, uh, to make one weapon, it's probably gonna be 100 gold per pound. Because this is a very rare substance that people fought wars over. So you can buy 100, uh, like, 100 gold pieces per, uh, like, pound, and we can say per pound is enough to make a weapon for you. And let's say, like, uh, three pounds is enough to make your armor. Uh, yeah, I, I'll get three pounds of it. Yeah, three pounds? <laughs> uh, how much did I say that was again? I, I just... 100 gold a pound, so that'd be 300 gold. Yeah, yep, 300 gold. Yeah, so you, you spend 300 gold, you're able to get it, and, uh, just for the record, we can also say, like, um, uh, the, the little bit of shimmering dust that's on it, you know, like, uh, the natural stuff that's on it is enough to give you like three tries to go into the unseen public or uh, three times that destroy the ore no 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 no, no. it's just like uh, natural shit you know like uh when you um what, i'm trying to think of an ore like it's basically a rub off kind of thing there's actual yeah, dust on the ore. yeah it, it, basically the residue it nat naturally comes off and i'm saying like without destroying the ore you can naturally like refill enough on it like uh to uh, get another attempt to go in the unseen public all right and uh, after that, uh, you see a familiar sight, Asmodai, as uh, he uh, says, Now with the magical items out of the way, we must move on to the next section. Beasts and demons. And you hear, like, people start to get a little bit more rowdy. It seems like people have come out of town to uh, get new monsters. And... I don't know. Uh, Asmodai, can you make me a history check? boy tell me what you get a nine i don't know i, I think uh with cobalt passing away like it everything's kind of blurring together today and you did like the little fellow but you feel like there's something important that he said to you that's not quite clicking yet and as uh 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 you know david is making announcements he says uh first we shall show our two main sellers. And he gets them to roll up. And you see like 30 imps like trapped in like a rolling cage. And the second one is like the cage on top of the carriage that you've seen previously. You see the uh, key pine, basically the owl bear that's more bird than bear. It's uh, antlers are butting against the bars. And he goes, this is a very special special monster that we have today, a key pine. 
the first of its kind in this area. And everyone's, again, doing like a like group ooh as like uh, they look at it. You won't find many of this specimen around, for it's a mutation on a natural owlbear. We managed to ascertain it after its young ones wandered into our territory. Safe to say, I have new slippers, and you hear a few people, like, chuckle. And you see, like, the owl bear, like, stare daggers into, uh, David as he, like, pats his belly. And he points to, uh, the, the imps and says, With the recent, uh, scarcity of demons during our nightly mists, the prices for our usual shipments of demons have skyrocketed. And he, like, gestures to the imps and saying please buy them at a low cost now before they become too much imps are useful for many things whether it's to have your servants fight to the death to uh, have an interesting uh, shapeshifter and you see like a few people like you know uh, you see a few people uh, hiss their teeth a little bit at the thought of a shapeshifter and he goes I kid I kid we all know favorite pastime we can uh, you, if you personally wish to see these uh, the little devils beaten to death, you can do it with your own club. And you see some people interested at the thought of buying these things just to kill it. And you see the auction go. And as the numbers are going, you're tapping your chin like, what did I forget? And you see the price going higher and higher and higher. And finally, like, you have your Eureka. Ah. And you look at the owlbear cage, and you realize that owlbear cage hasn't changed. And you think back, didn't Cobalt say something was wrong? And you think back to it, and all, uh, Cobalt says it's about to get out, and, you're, and you tell them, oh, you better watch out, get ready for combat. But nothing happened. The guards just ignored it, assumed that you guys were fucking with them. And you take a squint at the bars, and you see that they're still fucked up. You have a moment, Asmodai. What do you do? And keep in mind, I'm going to set this up a little bit. There's nobles around. You're right next to Leo, and I will give you the benefit of doubt to keep all four players in here that Fallon and Enamas are currently in the room as well to participate if need be. But other than that, the guards are doing patrol, and they've seen enough security from the three heads of guards being in here. I'm going to shout, Fallon, Amos, that cage is compromised. Get everyone away from it, it might break out. Alright, and the moment you say that, you see the owl bear just like its eyes dart towards you, the uh, key pine. And you see it give you the same look it gave Cobalt as it understood what you said. And taking that moment, everyone, roll for initiative. Yeah, nine. Alright. One. Or even is Dust. Uh, Dust is gonna be playing uh, uh, Fallon. Oh. Yep. It's just going to be rolling from dust because I don't know how to roll on roll 20. Uh, Moscow's a one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's your luck for today, man. Oh, that's been my luck. Yeah, because the rolls have been poor today. Um, So we'll start off with. Uh... Hey, look, there's another one. How do you get a zero initiative? Holy fuck. No, no. I rolled my initiative already great. It just wasn't. You didn't have the turn order up. I got a 12. That's why I'm changing it. And uh, what did you get? A one? Natural one? Yep. <laughs> well, what's his dex modifier? Because that might matter if someone else rolls low. Zip. Um, how unfortunate. 
and we'll say, uh, Dust, uh, you're over here, and I'll represent you with a, uh, a little green dot, alright? And you got a nat 20, right? Correct. Um, since you got a warning, here, this is what I'm gonna do, just to make things a little fair. Uh, first is gonna be, uh, what the hell is it? First is going to be Fallon, then a moss, since, uh, Asmodai gave up his, like, uh, you know, initial action of what am I gonna do to warn them to jump into the battle. And, uh, if you guys go into a picture reference, like, uh, again, just take a look at that, uh, key line. That thing looks badass. Basically, you see it with uh, horns, bear fur, feathers, standing on two taloned legs with wings. The thing looks fucking beast with an owl's face. Um, here's where things are going to get a tiny bit complicated. So uh, to keep things uh, nice and simple, uh, how we see the scene, heartbeat. Asmodai has his revelation. He quickly like stands up from his chair. He looks over to uh, Amos and Fallon, warns him. The owl bear's cage is compromised. Then the moment he says that, the owl bear screeches out. It uh, roars as it breaks through the cage and gets out. It speaks infernal, and you see like the imps understand something. And for some reason, they're also able to get out they break through the cage and we have like four that have gone out out of the 30 it seems like if that isn't dealt with like you're gonna have a swarm of imps coming in as they uh, try to uh, squeeze through one of the broken bars the very back of the auditorium the antechamber is 30 feet up from the uh, ground up each staircase four staircases in this room go five feet down or 15 feet down and at the very bottom, base floor, there is a 90-foot difference between the floor and the roof with a stage that goes five feet up. All right. Wait, quick question. He did say these things are demonic, right? They're demons and fiends? Yes. Yes, they're okay. demons. Good to know. Each one of these imps look incredibly frail, like they're starved. So it, it shouldn't be too much work to um, actually hurt them. And above game terms, you guys are going to be fighting minions. All right. So to start things off, um, I'm going to give uh, Fallon a chance to move. Uh, Dust, where do you move Fallon? So Fallon would be running towards the right side of the room, closest to where the owl bear is, um, making sure to usher some of the nobles out because he doesn't want to see them harmed. What do you do, Mega? Where's the Duke in this current moment? Uh, Earl Diamond is uh, right behind you. Uh, basically, she had her own uh, special seat uh, that she was sitting on. Um, if you go like uh, down, like on the uh, like map, uh, you can escort her to uh, the entrance and possibly have another uh, like other couple guards, like a protector, if that be. The yeah, that that'll be that'll be his first priority then, ensuring that the. Uh... Uh, the Earl is uh, is taken to a safer location. Hmm. All right. So more or less, this is like happening as he's breaking out of the cage. So it's yep. kind of like a surprise round in a way, right? Yep. So uh, th it's just what they're uh, doing. They're uh, trying to escort nobles out. Uh, yep. Um. Let's see. Fallon, uh, roll me a 1d10. What did you get? One. 
Uh, he got one fat man out of his chair. Um, he was really fat. He was super fat. They needed to pull out the butter to get him out of the chair. Um, and you couldn't even really get the butter because he kept trying to eat it while you were trying to apply it. Uh, Mega, if you dash, you can almost make it there, and at that point, I'll say, like, uh, Earl Diamond is able to leave the danger of the room. So you'd be, uh, uh like, uh, close to Fallon. I'll say that that's enough for you to, uh, get him out of the room. Uh, next combat, you should not have any worries about Earl Diamond. Um, at this point, uh, we start normal initiative, and that starts off with Fallon again. Fallon, uh... If you want, people will naturally escape at this point. Uh, you can directly deal with the threat. So using an action to try to save more isn't going to do anything? Um, It'd be more imperative to the party than uh, helpful. I can say that they're smart enough to start running, but you know, like if you leave a threat, if you leave a threat uh, wild to roam the room without trying to corral it, it's going to hurt more people than you can personally like save. You understand what I mean? Yes. Yeah, it's the equivalent of everyone being in a bullpen and no one dealing with the bull yet like as much as i appreciate the clowns like helping out people get the fuck out of the way i more appreciate it when they're trying to take the detention um don't forget you can also dash fallon is going to move 30 feet and take out his heavy crossbow uh go right ahead 13 to hit against the owl bear okay 13 to hit see it does not hit you uh barely had it so uh, you uh, shoot your arrow, and it goes wild in the air, hitting uh, the backdrop behind you. We see like uh, some of the uh, guards helping out the noblemen as they uh, start to get out. Um, we're going to assume that uh, any protection in this room, I'd assume, would be like maybe one or two guards, is uh, helping out with people once they're done. They're just going to be fighting in the background. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's basically like that's the main reason I gave you guys a moss and... Uh, uh, Fallon, if we had uh, like the additional two characters and dust in the room present, you guys would have a uh, party of six in this fight. But that being the case with all the events that happened recently, um, we'll have to make do with a four-person party. Um, anyways, he makes a shot off, and then we uh, see the imps as they begin to uh, uh, slightly uh, fly off the ground. Um, do they have four? Uh, hover is a better term, but they're basically like flying or like hovering at your height as they begin to go over. As you see them try to go over so far. You see them try to fly up. Alright. You uh, see them uh, slowly try to uh, fly over as uh, you see the owlbear like growl something and basically like look at Asmodei. Then you see like the imps slowly like locking eyes with you Asmodei as they come close. Or attempt to try to come close. It is now your turn, Asmodai. Oh, alright. This is gonna go poorly, but... Alright, so leaping over the chair, I'm gonna move down to here, and as I'm doing, I'm... my... I mutter a small prayer to myself. Protect me from these vile intruders upon our plane, and I cast protection from evil and good onto myself and that is my action um let's see yeah that's my action moved uh i've got nothing to do with my bonus action so yeah that'll end my turn all right uh as you uh, vault over the chairs going downward towards uh the stage 
oh, legitimately stage right of the stage, um, we move on to Leo. Leo, everything's breaking down. Shit is hitting the wall. What are you going to do? I'm going to hit the three imps over here with a shower. Okay. Go ahead. So they have to make a 13 constitution save. I have a question for you. Regardless of what I roll, will it do one point of damage? Yeah. And you said these three? The three that are kind of grouped together. Yep. And explain me how you destroyed them all in the chairs surrounding it, along with, more than likely, a civilian. Um, I just point over there and it just... Yep, and you see, like, the chairs shatter as, like, a, sh a shrapnel of wood splinters off and explodes everywhere. And you see, like, uh, one of the nobles now missing a hand. Alright. Now, uh, it is the owlbear's turn as it begins to, like, go up and up and up. It flies 30 feet in the air, which is about a third of the room's side in the very back. And it looks towards Asmodai, just furious, then looks back at Leo, who killed the imps, looking back and forth, back and forth, then settling on Asmodai. It is going to uh, fly towards you. It's distance between you guys. Yep, about 60 feet. Okay. Uh, with the 60 foot difference in between you guys, it is the exact amount I need. He uh, flies towards you. And uh, facing your height, uh, whatever that may be, that, that's uh, yeah. So he goes about five feet down since you're 25 feet. There's a 25 foot difference between the stage and you being up. So he's flying uh, towards you, and he goes in for a. Let's see. Did he have to use his action to dash? He's not dashing. That's his fly speed. He uh, flies towards you and uh, pecks at you essentially. Uh, Certain creature types, I literally just wasted a spell slot. If you want to retcon it, you can retcon it, buddy. It's bad on my part. My bad. We can retcon you using the spell. He was going to attack you with a beak attack. All right. 19 goes in for a hit. Uh, that does uh, 17 points of damage as he start uh, begins to uh, hit you with his beak. Wow. Half my health. All right. So he goes in for attack, and that will end his turn. Uh, next on initiative is, uh, let's see, uh, Amos, what are you doing? Alright. Yeah, so the Earl is out, and, and let's see, make sure I understand where the, uh, cause like, uh, cause all of these are, uh, okay, these are all, like, chairs and floor. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is that stuff in front of the chairs? Like, is that, is that just, like, a, a landing, or? It's... Okay, um, it, it's basically like uh, the marble fo uh, floor in, uh, in front of it. Uh, it. There's no height difference between it. Okay, okay, that's okay. That's all I needed to know then. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess there's still no version of this where I'm uh, getting there straight away. But oh wait, no, 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 just barely. All right. So then, now that the yeah, now that the Earl's been secure, Amos is going to dash, mm -hmm. and as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. Uh, they are going to use their Mark of the Heathen. <laughs> okay. Uh, remind me of what that does again. As a bonus action, uh, they extend extend their finger toward a creature it can see within 60 feet of it. The target is marked until the start of its next turn. Uh, while the target is marked, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than this creature. Oh, 
Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, on uh, its turn, it like its refers to uh, your turn. By the way, just want to clarify. So yeah, one yeah one full cycle. And that is the end of Amos's turn. Um, I'm pretty sure you just see like in a blind eye like form on its forehead, and uh, how it is is like you know just like a typical like eye shape with like a uh, circle, but like, you know, straight lines to indicate blindness. And uh, what color would that glow? I'm thinking gold, like a pure gold, like uh, appears on this like owlbear's forehead. Now it is Fallon's, no, well, not exactly Fallon's turn. There's still more imps that are coming out. Yeah. Keep in mind, they all still retain uh, initiative of 15. I just deleted it on accident. Okay, um, uh, Fallon. Uh, you see more imps uh, spewing out of the cage, and uh, you see that uh, uh, the owlbear is taking on Asmodai as he took, like, impactful blow. I imagine, like, he dug in between uh, the armor and uh, the, like, uh, flesh on uh, Asmodai and ripped a huge chunk out of him. And you see blood and loose meat coming out from his beak. What do you do, Fallon? Well, seeing that, Fallon is probably going to rush over um, to aid Asmodai because he's also controlling half the guard, so he needs him alive. And he is going to s drop his heavy crossbow and pull out his sword. Yep. See, like, a glint, a gleam coming from uh, your sword as it's unsheathed. What do you do? That is going to be an 18 to hit for the first attack. 18? It hits. How much damage? That is going to be four damage. Four damage. Right. And then he is going to. Never mind. That is. Yeah, that's still going to be four damage. And then he is also going to make another hit. Okay. Damn. And he's going to miss. Yep. You uh, go in for the slash with the nat one, and you see like uh, the owlbear after it got kind of nicked by uh, your uh, sword. The sword like cut through the fur, the feathers, and you see it like spew on the ground. And uh, we have a close-up of your blade and the feathers like falling around it as a little bit of blood is drawn on the sword. You go in for another slash and it hits uh, the ground. Um, before we move on, I'll answer that question for you, buddy. Um, let me see what you're looking at. Oh, and he's also yeah, going to add... You, 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 yeah, you can choose to add that. Yep, yep. Okay, like he's going to add three damage. He's going to yeah. add three damage. Yep. Uh, uh, can you uh, like read out the skill really quick? Fallon is a battleborn. Once per turn, add your level and extra damage to an attack. Plus three to one attack each round on your turn. Mm -hmm. To one attack. All right. You are uh, going for the slash, and it again. It hit. It did some serious damage. Might have like a uh, hit an artery or something. But it's a beast. It's still livid. Yeah. So, moving on, we have Asmin or. No, not Asmodai. It's uh, the imps. You see, like, uh, the imp in front, like, motioning for the other demons to spread. And you see that they're trying to fall with that. All right. Um, it is now Asmodai's turn. Asmodai, what do you do? Do Shield of Faith. Okay. Bonus action. Uh, let's see. That Those are both going to miss because my luck is freaking terrible. Mm. Uh, and that's going to... Yeah, and that's going to end my turn. Okay, uh, so you go in for uh, like a two a hit, the two hits. Uh, you see the warhammer uh, uh, flash to the side. You see uh, Asmodai's warhammer flash to the side as he tries to hit the owlbear and it uh, shatters one of the seats. 
Um, next on the list, we have Leo. Leo, what are you going to do? Hey, Albert. <laughs> Your minions fucking suck. Get better at it. And uh, hey, you told he me. has to take a wisdom saving throw. All right. Let's see what we got. Okay. So it's going to be plus one to the roll. Oh, you got 17. Nothing happens. No. <laughs> he just looks at you, cocks his head. He understands what the hell you're speaking. He's like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, so he understands common? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, if you want, you can It's you, you can understand that he's understanding you, and he's very confused on why you just said that. Um, next, we have the owlbear, and uh, um, it looks like at this point, uh, Asmodai is going to have uh, flanking, since uh, he's going to be facing the... the uh, uh, Amos, the Inquisitor. Uh, he goes in for a slash with uh, his uh, claws. Nat 20. Um, I mean, I will ask the DM, though. Would Amos necessarily be the, the target this creature would make, considering they've done no damage to it? Yeah, but you marked it. And, uh, like, but how would it know that? <laughs> I mean, it knows that it feels bad, but it doesn't necessarily know that it's been marked by that person. Okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. How about this? I'll make it fair. I'll, I'll make a one uh, D. I'll make a one uh, D three roll, and uh, we'll look at uh, say, Asmodai is one, Fallon is two, and you is three. Does that sound fair? If anything, you'd probably be focusing down Asmodai since he just bit a giant chunk out of him. All right. All right, or Fallon, since he just did damage to him. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, all right. How about this? Uh, Asmodai evens uh, fucking uh, Fallon's odds, and uh, we'll see what he rolls. I feel like that's good enough argument. Uh, who did I say was odds? Uh, Fallon? Yeah, I okay. think yep. so. Okay. So uh, he goes in, so he's going to make that attack at disadvantage. Um, That is... Yeah, that's enough to hit. Um, with its modifier. Um, it goes in for a slash. It does 14 damage as it, uh, slashes at, uh, Fallon's chest. Alright, um, next on the agenda, we have, uh, let's see. Uh, we have, uh, 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 a Moss. Uh, Moss, what are you gonna do? Right. Now I'll give it a reason to actually make it a target as I make, uh, two stabs at it with its, with my spear. <laughs> okay, great up. And I'll just I'll just roll the uh, the two rolls at uh, let's see so that'll be the that'll be the first hit sixteen plus yep. uh, twenty to hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much is the second one with modifier? Oh no, the, I, I have to roll at advantage because I'm flanking with Asbeth. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yep. And I'll make the second roll. Uh, that'll only be a thirteen with the second hit though. Um, uh, yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, second one doesn't hit. So uh, go right ahead. They will take six. Uh, piercing damage as well mm-hmm. as uh, four fire damage. Holy shit! Yep, ten damage. All right. And then as a bonus action, uh, since I've apparently not been given uh, given a limiter for this, I'm just going to bonus action mark him again. <laughs> yeah. No, you you and, can. Uh, yeah, you can keep marking him. Yep, and that'll be the end of Moss's turn. Okay. Um. So uh, 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 Moss's turn ends, and. Uh, we see uh, it's Fallon's turn. So Fallon, seeing this um, owlbear take a lot of damage, he wants to put it out of its misery quick. <laughs> All right. 
he is going to make an attempt to slash and miss. Yep. And he is going to hit with his second attack for 12 damage. All right. Do 12 damage. All right. Uh, you see that it's beginning to, like, uh, uh, bleed. Uh, let's see. What's the right word? You see that the wounds are starting to, uh, uh, like, overcome him. But he is still fighting strong. You see that bestial instinct inside of him, like, roaring. Um, next up is the imps as they uh, try to get along. So five, 15, 20, 25. He goes right behind Asmodee. I'll say what he does in a second. Alright. You uh, see the imps as they uh, slowly uh, encroach, you guys. Uh, he is going to uh, try attack Asmodee at an advantage. Um, let's see. Uh, does 16 hit? No, it misses. Okay. So you see, like, uh, again, one imp looks like it's a little batty figure with red skin, and it has a tail like that of a scorpion as it tries to uh, hit you. And I assume that, you know, you do a little dodge to the left, and, like, it misses, like, your your body or your head, and it withdraws as it looks angrily at you. Next is Asmodei. Asmodei, what do you do? Uh, I'm just going to continue in on the owlbear thing. Yeah. Uh, is that, does a 14 hit? 14 hits on dot. Alright, I'm going to use my last smite on that as well. And that's, uh, so that's a total of 14 damage, 6 bludgeoning, 8 radiant. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to use lay on hands, healing myself using half of my pool, uh, as we discussed, and, uh, yeah, so, as I go in, I hit and smash the thing in the ribs with a powerful strike as a sort of radiant black energy, or reddish-black energy flashes, uh, the same sort of energy covers Asmodai as it looks a little more radiant and not as sickly. Uh, as his wound begins to close. Hmm. Alright. Uh, then it is Leo's turn. Leo, what do you do? Hey, Owlbear. Can't even fucking kill any of us. What kind <laughs> of animal are you? You're such a little bitch. Alright. Uh, I'll make the roll. A uh, 12. Alright, he takes some damage. Alright, what does he take? One. But he gets, uh... And I imagine that's like a tear comes down his eye. Lance won't really hurt him. <laughs> yeah, it it does. It does. Uh, is there any added effects with that ability? Just yeah, he has a disadvantage on his next attack roll. Yeah, and he can't get double disadvantage. So, um, next is the Alper's turn. I think he's gonna hit. Oh, it doesn't matter at this point. No matter who he hits, he's gonna have disadvantage. Um, okay, hang on. Um, tactically, um. If I were to, if I were to uh, hit Asmodee, and since you can't have double disadvantage, and it, he's currently it's canceled. He, yeah, 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 he would have. Straight. It would be a straight roll. Yeah, so I think that's like, yeah, I think he'd just go for Asmodee. He would uh, do a slash at Asmodee, and that would be a nat one. He goes in for a bite, and I believe he uh, hits the ground in that moment. He's finally touching the ground since his uh, wounds are getting so grievous. He tries to go for a uh, peck at you, basically, as his uh, beak comes in, and it completely misses you and hits the floor. All right. Um, it is now Amasa's turn. What does Amasa do? 
I mean, look, he, see, he sees a thing literally trying to eat dirt and is going to try and put this poor creature out of its misery? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to feel bad for an owlbear. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I mean, his children to... did die. Uh, that's sad. Uh, I mean, you know. Moss don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, right, so... Uh, so the first uh, hit with the the spear is a uh, uh, twenty two to hit, and the second yep. is a seven. <laughs> yeah. I just want to imagine this is new injury that's making him like uh, come up short. So, uh, uh, how much damage does the spear do? Uh, that will do. Ouch! I'm not rolling great on these. Uh, that will deal six piercing damage and one fire damage. <laughs> All right. Uh, bonus action, going to to keep marking it, just like just making this Albert's day the worst day possible. <laughs> yeah, duly noted for the future. But uh, it's good that we can test this out. Um, so you will uh, keep marking the Albert, and let's see. Um, it takes damage. Uh, let, let me animate it. So uh, the spear comes in, jabs right underneath this rib cage. You pull it out as like clumps of fur and feather mixed together with the top of the spear, and it basically melts off and lights on fire as uh, the wound cauterizes as it comes out. Uh, next we have Fallon. What does Fallon do? How old is Fallon? He's like fucking. Uh, 35, 40, maybe? He's getting old. So Fallon is just going to move a little bit closer to Asmodai. Yeah. And he is going to take his long sword in two hands and make an additional two attacks. Alright, go ahead. Get that imp off me, that'd be great. <laughs> 13 to hit for the first one? Uh, 13 does not hit. Oh wait, that's a 15. Okay, Alright, 14, 14, 14. Make up your damn mind. 14 hits. The second one's going to miss. Head. Yeah. So uh, the first hit uh, goes. Go right ahead. For 10 damage. All right, 10 damage. And you see it start to panic. All right. Um, it is now the imps' turns as they start going about. Let's see what these guys do. Okay. Uh, so uh, only uh, three imps are going to attack. First one at Leo. He rolls an at one, so he misses. So you see, like, a scorpion yeah, tail. That doesn't hit. To... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It. You see the scorpion tail tried to uh, poke at Leo. It doesn't hit. Uh, next is Asmodai. Another nat one. And again, like, Asmodai dodges. Let's just hope to God he can hit a moss. Nat 20. Holy shit, what the fuck? So 1-1 one, one, nat 20. Um, Don't worry, buddy. That's, that's been the way things have been rolling. It's very yeah. swingy today. Yeah, it is. Uh, a moss, you take four points of damage. Um, So... After uh, the imps, it is now Asmodai's turn. Asmodai, what do you do? <laughs> uh, the only thing I can really do, which is just use my one attack on the owlbear. Uh, let's see. Advantage. It's ten, because I can't roll. Yeah, uh, ten does miss. Next we have uh, Leo. Leo, what do you do? So I'm like, you can't even fucking hit me? What are you, an imp or little... Fucker, that's useless. <laughs> Nat one. I imagine he just like a tear comes down his cheek and his head just like <laughs> as he falls to the ground. What? By insult, his head—he he just has a little tear come down thing, and then his head just like pops. 
as he just falls to the ground. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the owlbear. All right, sure, whatever. Yeah, you might like you might even say you blew its mind. Yeah. Uh, which one was it? Ow, I took psychic damage. Thanks, Mega. The one that <laughs> yeah, the one that uh, was right next to me. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. So you blow up its head <laughs> with an insult, like it understands you for a second, and goes, what? Bam. Um. So next on initiative, it is uh, the owl bear. What the fuck is Owlbear gonna fucking do? Um, honestly, he's probably gonna attack Fallon. Advantage. No, it does not hit. Oh, actually. Uh, what was your uh, AC? 16. Yeah, so no, it doesn't hit. With uh, uh, natural 4 as a roll, 11 to hit does not hit. Next, we have uh, 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 Fallon. No, it's Fallon. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Moss, you're right. All right, what do you do, Moss? What do you do? It's just Albert tries so hard. Amos shakes shakes head in pity. <laughs> For a sixteen to hit. Yep. And uh, yep. Uh, oh, fourteen to hit. So those will both hit this time. Yep. All right. So I'll roll the. Okay, that's significantly better rolls. With um. Yeah, fourteen damage. Uh, Seventeen piercing damage and Ooh, five okay. fire damage. Yeah. Uh, how does a moss kill the owlbear? So, uh, r- remind me, just because it's not said in, so in the stat block, uh, has he been wielding the, the spear, spear uh, one-handed or two-handed the whole time? I actually don't know if they have a shield. One-handed. One-handed. Yeah, it's it's one-handed now. All right, all right. I, I mean, I just, no, like, I was mostly just asking, is there anything in the other hand? <laughs> he doesn't have one. Because the other hand's gone. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I actually, I remember, I remember seeing it in the stat block actually, but it just like it blocked out of my head. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so you know, I'll just assume a moss is this cool. Like uh, as he like goes in for the like the first piercing, just like uh, like really like burns the spear in and then pulls it out and does like a really cool one-handed spin with the spear in the air and then gives it a then grips it and then smashes it down into its back. <laughs> just like just like full burn into its back. <laughs> you hear it whimper, then it does like a hawk-like scream, then it just like thuds to the ground. Um, I'm gonna hand wave uh, the imps because Wait, no. they're fucking imps. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? They're fucking imps. You wanna so, have a power? Do you wanna have yeah. a power fantasy really quick? Yeah. Yes. So okay. with okay. <laughs> um, Leo seeing Leo pop its head with an insult, yeah. uh, Fallon is going to one up him and look at one of the imps, and it has to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Uh, uh, <laughs> nat twenty. There's your nat twenties. <laughs> yeah, I'm just burning them, man. Leo gives Fallon a cheeky wink. Yeah, and. Isn't it still actually, half damage? It, it actually is that exact moment when like all the imps suddenly disappear and Fallon thinks like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> well, no, actually, hang on. Let me read the fine print on that really quick. Cause, uh, I do half damage. Yeah, if it does half damage, it still, it still kills them. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It, it completely oh. missed. Yeah, it's a saber suck ability. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, like I said, though, but it's like it's so timed perfectly, though, because like the imps were disappearing anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> all right, I, I I personally like that visual, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, it uh, just as you kill the uh, as you kill the uh, key pine, the owlbear, uh, you see that uh, crimson fists and guards are finally bursting through the doors to come help out. You see like uh, the imps inside the cage are slowly getting slaughtered as like slash off their heads their bodies and they start exterminating the rest of the imps congratulations battles won oh. found whoever uh, made those cages or was in charge of animal security fire them please and he looks at you and goes uh, yeah i had the same idea asmodai you're fired what <laughs> Alright, so yeah, uh, what uh, now I just need to ask, like, what do you guys do, what what do you do, Asmodai? Like, uh, after this is all done, like, what, what's your train of thought? Because uh, you do see that uh, Fallon and, uh, like uh, Amas is heading to uh, Earl Diamond to be by her side again, and you see uh, Fallon, like, going up to the cages to investigate a bit. Uh, I'm... <laughs> going to help any of the nobles get out that are still in here any you said there was one that like lost his hand right yeah is yeah. he still in here yeah he is uh i'm gonna go over to him i'm gonna use my my uh lay on hands on his stub to hopefully try and close it a little bit to get the bleeding to stop and i'm gonna make a suture for him hmm. yeah so uh it's no problem on your end. You can uh, easily close up the wound. Obviously, you can't get back an appendage, but it's close enough. It is uh, actually Delius, like uh, the snake man. And yeah, that's it. The, the I wouldn't have tried to heal him, but too late. I already said it. Hand off chest piece. Yeah. I, I, what I'm going to assume is, is that you were like fixated on the missing wound. And <laughs> you just came up and just like went, all right, and take care of it. Yeah, I just randomly see what, uh, I just randomly see what, uh, fucking, uh, Noble was. So, uh, uh, Delius looks up to you and goes, You have my thanks. And he gets up and with his other hand, he puts a cigar in his mouth, lights it with a flint, with, uh, just a thought. There's not even emotion. He lights it up and goes, Yeah, I need a good smoke after this. And he looks around. You did good Not work. a problem, my lord. You did good work. What's your name? What was it again? Asmodai. I'll remember that. Next time you see me, if after this everything goes swell, might have some work for you. And uh, he just gives you a shake, uh, holds out his hand to shake it. I will shake. Uh, I'm assuming his left hand is gone, so I'll shake his yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually want to imagine it was like, you know, his right hand was fucked. And he's, you know, you're dominant with your right hand. You try to hand, uh, like shake his hand. And he's like, oh, no, never, never mind, another hand. <laughs> but should no, be uh, able to get that reattached. I'm assuming you're rich, so you should be fine. Yeah. And then I just yeah. chuckle at my own joke. Yeah. And he just gives you a little smirk, and you know, like Blazely goes up the stairs to uh, get out of the room, and you see Fallon goes, "What the fuck?" As he's uh, looking into the bars. I told you. Someone needs to be fired. In fact, 
Cobalt, rest his soul, actually saw it when they were transporting it and they ignored him. And looks at this cage and goes, okay, I see that, that's negligence. And he looks at the other one and goes, this one, not so much. And he, like, motions you for uh, to come over. And, uh, if, uh, do you? Yes. Yeah. So, you uh, come over and he goes, well, look at this. He shows you the owlbear one and you see multiple scratches. And you could tell, okay, it was purposely trying to get out by weakening the bars. And he goes, that one, that was in, uh, ingenuity of a uh, beast. A smart one at that. This one over here, and he shows the imp cage. This... This is a clean cut, and you look at it, there's no scratch marks. It looks like uh, like someone cutting a tree. They uh, cut like a, a few thirds of it, and you can see like one of the bars actually still has it. Like uh, that is just like cut two thirds of the way into the bar with like uh, one third of the bar left. And he just like try uh, puts a little bit of force behind the bar and it breaks off and goes, this was planned. And he throws it on the ground. Question is, who do we hang? I've got an idea, but it is admittedly a huge leap in logic. Well, we had a lot of leaps and a lot of battles today, so I guess I'll take it. What do you got? Uh, that tabaxi I mentioned earlier. I sent Cobalt down to check on the goods, magic items, beasts, so on and so forth. Just to make sure nothing untowards was happening and, uh... And then he ran into that tabaxi and came back to the party. He shouldn't have been in that area of the castle. Mm. So, either he was sneaking in, or possibly he was just coming out. And he had caused a commotion. And, uh, like, uh, you mentioned, like, where, like, Cobalt went and, like, where you first saw them coming out, right? Like, uh, like the, the actual part of the building. Um, yeah, it... If you do, he uh, just goes, mm-hmm, that makes sense, yes. Uh, his eyes widen as he like calls over a few guards and orders them to check the cages. Check the cages! Making sure that n- nothing else was tampered with. Um, is there anything else uh, that you do? If not, we can uh, move on to someone else. I will just go over with him getting guard secure, saying we should probably beef up security, and I'll just whisper to him and say, Keep an eye on my partner, Longpaw. Something isn't sitting right with me about this whole situation. I don't think he had anything to do with this, but I'm suspicious of him. Can you make a perception check? Now would be a great time to roll well. Yeah. Uh, an 18. Does an 18 beat a nat 20 stealth, though? No. You look back, and you see that Leo is gone. And, and I'll just say, that's not suspicious at all that he is running away from you and I was suspicious of him. And he looks at you and goes, that that's not suspicious at all, and just shakes his head and he's like, we need to find him. Dad, have any guards on the lookout if they find him, detain him. I will tell the same to my men. But do so quietly because of other reasons hmm. and uh, we have a uh, cutaway as uh, we go back to uh, dust after this entire fiasco like uh, went down about an hour has passed since the start and the fiasco at the auction what's dust doing well dust right now um because he heard the commotion right 
Yep. He would have been um, sneaking in, knowing that the guards are probably going to attend to that. Okay. Uh, tell me how you do it. It's going in through the skylight? Yeah, so Dust is going to attempt to walk through the skylight and just for flavor. Mm-hmm. With a 10. Does he fall <laughs> on his face? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, roll 2d6. Yeah, you fucking eat shit as you're going down. So uh, you hit the ground, you hear a little oomph, but you know, with how little damage you did, I assume it was like a quiet fall. But now you're just seeing like uh, guards moving around and you actually see Leo walking about. Leo, what are you doing? I'm um, exiting. Exiting? All right. So you're leaving the building? Yeah. I nod to dust. I was like, I don't know if you want to be here right now. Things are getting a little heated. Yeah. It's no problem. Like, uh, you could easily saw him, said it. Um, Dust, what do you do? Yeah, Leo was the one I was looking for, so I'd rush over to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you both walk out of the building, then? <laughs> I'm, I'm following Leo, because we had a plan going on. Uh, Leo, like, doesn't your plan involve, uh, you know, heist? Don't worry, that will happen soon enough. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, you guys start to leave the building. Um, Asmodai, I kind of want to carry out that check since it was so high, and you usually get like that high of a perception check. I'm gonna say like as you're uh, leaving, like I don't think you caught Leo per se, but I think uh, you saw like dust leaving the building, which is weird because you never seen him enter. Uh, keep in mind, Asmodai, you just made that order. Like th- this is all happening simultaneously. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I see them. Yes. Yeah. You uh, you see them. You, you see dust specifically. I'm gonna say that because I'm gonna respect how high Leo rolled. Okay. Uh, and they're what walking out near the front door, right? Yeah. They're uh, yeah. Like uh, Leo's outside the door. Dust is just about to leave. Okay. Uh, shouting out above the crowd. And I could shout in my mic, but I'm not going to. Yeah, that's um, fine. And Asmodai has a pretty loud, booming voice. And mm-hmm. he's going to say to the guards, If you would, those... And he's going to point at Dust. Uh, if you would detain that man and any companions with him, we need to have a chat. Okay. Now, what is your guys's decision? Lil, you're outside the door. He doesn't see you. Dust, you were just told that guards are going to detain you. Well, with the precaution of movement, I think we can outrun pretty much any guard. Well, true, but make this interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I I think if it came down to Chase, I'd make it a, like, skill challenge if need be. But I want to figure out what are you guys doing. Also, don't forget, uh, they they have uh, their... Like, there are multiple checkpoints to get in here. You have the front door, and then you have the gate. And the gate's mm-hmm. surrounded by guards. And if you guys start running, they're going to be on alert. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have it um, where Asmodai is basically going to decide this. Asmodai, what? Your guards look different than the other guards, right? Mm. No. <laughs> I mean, they probably are less armored, but you can't tell they're not wearing any of their Crimson Fist identifiers. They're probably not as well equipped. I can't tell if you're if your men are coming to accost me or if it's just the normal guard. That's up to Gray. They would probably be wearing probably not a uniform and be dressed and not as fine of equipment. 
that that's up to Gray how distinguishable they are from the other guards. Um, I'm just gonna say it's down. I I wouldn't say you would have like you you tried doing this before trying to figure out okay who's who, like outside. And I think the main difference is like the amount of armor they have. Like uh, Crimson Fist wear leather, regular guards wear actual metal armor. But at this point, I don't think you could tell it is the Crimson Fist people because they're covering their hands. No, I'm, I'm gonna yell out to. Um... Asmodai and be like, what's going on here? Okay. We just need you and any of your companions. We have to have a chat. And that time I am going to link in Psychic Whispers with um, Leo Mm -hmm. and let them accost me. Okay, Uh, Leo, do you say anything as you're linked? For this plan to work, we need to disappear. But why is Asmodai after you, and where is Cobalt? We can discuss this later. Right now, we need to disappear. Dust is just doesn't know who to go with. Like, we were all just friends not too long ago. Like, what is going on? And in the yeah. heat of the moment, he's thinking this. He gets wrapped up, and he's going to tell Leo, well, it seems like you're going to be the only one to disappear. They got me. At this point, wouldn't the guards also be able to see him walking with see Leo, since they're walking through the crowd together? It depends. Uh, what are you doing, Leo? Uh, I Leo did not stop when Dust stopped, so I imagine they'd be separated by now, as Leo's kind of blending in with the crowd. Because mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm on the motion after like you know, an attack on nobles that they're willing to get some fresh air. But, that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, and then seeing Dust get apprehended, I'll just shout again the crowd, Leo Longpo, you are also wanted to have a discussion with the guards. Please, if you would, do not make us detain you. We just need to talk and get information. And that is shouted to the entire crowd. So are you now outside? I mean, yeah, I'm walking forward. Yep. So, yeah, we have Dust that's outside. We have Asmodai that's outside. You're yelling, Leo, you are a, a person of interest. Um, as he's walking away, what happens next? Leo is going to blow his horn mm-hmm. and light his lighter. He lights his lighter, and we have a cinematic moment. We look at the lighter, and... Again, Asmodai, you look at the lighter and something crosses through your head and you're like, it, it was a weird thought. It was just, you know, factoid. It's a random fact. You can light it with thought. You think about it for a second. And you never mentioned that you had to be attuned to it. It was just a weird magic artifact. Then we look inside. We look in the coat rack and we see one of these lighters. And we see like a black powder and like this rainbow dust and we see the one underneath the table then we see the one Delius is carrying talks to the Earl we see a moss right next to him they're enjoying a chat time freezes for a moment we see that Yvette in the background working in the shadows sneaking around the guards planting some of these packages near supports hiding them in weird places that you won't see with your common eye and we see her walking outside. She goes near Leo, and he lights it. 
and we see the one with the coat rack, light. Then we see the one underneath the table, light. And we see all of them, light. And after that, you guys are deafened. Asthma die, dust, you're blown forward. The building collapses. And as you lay on the ground, looking behind you, it's a mess. Well, as the chaos is coming around, Leo's gonna say, before this ends, people will be treated fairly, and my people will no longer be hunted. And as the crowd like sweeps around him, he's going to turn into an orc and disappear in the crowd. Orc, Orkinson, as he walks away, and you see Yvette trail behind with a smile. You always, you always were flamboyant. Just like as a montage of moments with Leo, just like an ending credit for Leo, we see Cobalt back at the orphanage as he gets off the ground, looking at Dust, who is on the ground dying. We see the silhouette of Roy and Leo. We see a snake head, and we see a lion's head. Now, something that bothered Cobalt and the rest of you in the back of your mind is, why did he have a lion's head? The head always changes. Whoever goes in the unseen public turns into an animal, even Cobalt. When he went in, he had the head of a mouse. You collectively dust. There was a time when you were at the barracks when the centaur was fighting and you saw that Leo couldn't see in the night. That doesn't make sense. Leonin can, they have dark vision. They can see in the night. Hayden, out of character. Hayden from the Church of, uh, Church of Delgar healed Leo and questioned why his blood was different because Leonin in this world bleed purple. Leo bled red. And we see the child at the bar who saw through both Jacked and Leo, seeing them for who they were, both white-haired, ash-skinned, talking with one another, showing a different height than what they're used to. They're actually quite short, about five feet, as opposed to the six feet that you guys kept seeing. And we finish off with Oron Shelley, the skeleton. His last words echo in our head as he says, I haven't seen one of your kind in a while. While. This has been House Common Blood. The intro music by White Sand, Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis, Time's Up. Any music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you are happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. That check better be in the mail. <laughs>